Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Welcome back to another episode. We are going up to the greater Philly area and speaking today with Carl Sean Watkins. Carl is a vulnerability and DEI consultant, keynote speaker, and he coaches and trains CEOs and executives on how to embrace vulnerability in leadership to boost performance, build relationships, and increase profitability. Carl, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, man. Thank you for having me, Enrique, man. I appreciate it. And let's dive in, man. Outstanding. Well, we will be diving into <laughs> one of my favorite things to talk about, and that yes. is vulnerability. The other two are awareness and authenticity. But before we get into the meat of today's show, tell us a little bit about you. Well, and you started off pretty good. Uh, the basis of what I do before I say who I am, uh, I just train coaches and uh, CEOs. I, I coach and train. CEOs and executives, right, to embrace vulnerability and leadership. It's a mantra that uh, I've been working on uh, throughout 30 years of corporate experience and uh, working with leaders. And in the essence of that, I've trained over a thousand leaders and I probably served as an executive coach for about 200 plus executives as well. So I'm Carl Sean Watkins. Uh, my trueness is a DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion expert. But my emphasis is on vulnerability and leadership and how that is a process used for the soft skills of leader and understanding who you totally lead. I'm also a law student with my uh, law studies emphasizing in business and corporate law as well. So those are some of the other things I've worked in uh, and been highly successful pretty much in leadership roles in both the public and private sector. I've worked for some of the Fortune 50 on up to the Fortune 100 uh, companies. And here recently during the course of the pandemic, I founded uh, Carl Sean Watkins Consultant. And through that, I've historically promoted uh, the corporal cultures and the sustainable business models of diverse and equity leadership. That's my prime uh, goal of that, is to have that leadership with the equality of you and me bringing the same thing to the table, eating the same, getting paid the same, and being heard the same. So that's who I am in a nutshell. Outstanding. Well, we're, we're glad you have all, all that diverse background. Because yes. when we're talking about vulnerability, mm -hmm. there are so many different ways that vulnerability has been painted and has been spoken about. But I wanted to ask you, how would you describe vulnerability from your perspective? Well, the dictionary describes Enrique, which is funny how dictionary does, Merriam-Webster, and that's really why I, I crave a lot of attention to and bring a lot of light to. The first two definitions in there, they denote the negative of that, 
And those are what we really ingrain and keep as our knowledge, right? Everything negative we retain, everything negative we share, everything negative we tend to read as gospel. And that's just the nature of human beings. We like the negative. We like to see train wrecks. We like to see those things. And it's the morbid side of us. But in there also is the ability to grow and learn and receive in vulnerability. So my perspective had to be to change the narrative. When I start talking to leaders about it, uh, we didn't never touched on the negative piece of that, but we touched on what it can expose in you, what it can expose for you and how it can allow you to grow in the essence of really learning. And you talk about authenticity. Uh, they go hand in hand. How can you really be authentic if you're not vulnerable? Because vulnerability, if you're not showing that you're putting up a mask or a facade and no one is really understanding or really or really getting to know who you truly are. So with it being mistaken for a weakness, sometimes even uh, being fragile or fragility, it's really the root of authenticity and meaningful connection. I can truly connect with you if there's some vulnerable pieces of me that you understand, that you receive, and that you respect. And in that draws the connection that we're all really seeking. Now, you know, you mentioned uh, the vulnerability piece of, and, and the, this last week I have shared a post on LinkedIn uh, and I said, this is the face of, and then I listed, uh, things that folks were probably would have never known, uh, had I not said, um, not nice things, not uh, pleasant things, not things to be, uh, tooting my horn about, uh, mm -hmm. but that the fact is that there is a element of vulnerability that people shy away from, which is. Do can they, can they know my truth and still accept me, right? And vulnerability, uh, I guess, uh, in in those terms, is something that folks will be afraid of. Um, and so I shared that moment, and I wanted to ask you, what was your first vulnerable moment? Uh, I call I call it the four year the four highlights of my life and and I share this I share this actually I remember the very first time I shared this I was doing a uh, talk a uh, presentation uh, to the Chamber of Commerce uh, with these executives in Philadelphia and it, it, I wanted them to expose some but I wanted them to see how they looked at this African American man coming into a room of mostly Caucasian executives C suiteers and I was going to how was I going to captivate them. So they could respectfully understand what I was about to delve into. And that was really my, that was really a piece of where it comes from. The first vulnerable moment I could realize is the death of my dad when I was 15 years old and how at that point in time, being raised by my grandmother, my aunts, my mom, how I really learned how vulnerability has its place with everybody and how it's okay to live in those moments. Respectfully, how it is, is how people receive you in those moments. And don't get it twisted. I don't tell everybody that it's peaches and cream when these moments come. But what they do do is establish you. And a lot of times we go down two roads of life. And I always say it's only two roads of life in the highway, right? It's fitting in and it's belonging. And everyone lives, 99.9% .9 of the people live on the highway of fitting in. They're not really who they are. They're trying to be something that they're not or they're trying to fit into places that are uncomfortable for them. That's 99% of the humanity. It's that 1% that says, I belong, regardless of what I went through, regardless of the turmoil that I've caused, the pain and hurt that I've caused, this is who I am. And if you have the power to embrace that, your first vulnerability moment will be at that moment. 
you'll actually find out who you truly are and you'll care less about what people think you are. And I think this is what holds us back from being vulnerable. You know, that statement of this is who I am is a very powerful place to be, you know, from a, you know, theological perspective, you know, that, that, that uh, really resonates in terms of your identity, right? When you can identify yourself uh, and the best and, and first way of doing that is I am, right? I am, I belong. I am uh, the, the, the essence of what I was created to be and come hell, high water or indifference, <laughs> This is who I am and this is where I am. And so that's a very powerful place uh, to be at. Um, what I've realized throughout my coaching practice and throughout my years in corporate and naval leadership mm-hmm. is that not many leaders get to that place of identity, you know, of, of being able to put their two feet on the ground and say, I've just, you know, put my stake in the ground. So how do how do we get leaders to understand and employ vulnerability, uh, given the you know that background? The 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 premise of that and the premise of what I what I really I say I train and coach, all right, because those are the avenues for which I disseminate information. But I also teach, and that's what's uh, I think more eccentric about the way that I coach and train. There's a process in state of being vulnerable, and there's a process that takes place where someone has to feel comfortable with embracing that. I think when you show leaders, there's another way, because when I look at the term leadership and I look at what it what it means, we have the opportunity to mold greatness. Most leaders don't take that as a as a how could I say most most leaders don't take that on as an honor. A lot of leaders that are in these positions take it on as a chore. And I never took on leadership as a chore. I took it on as an honor. First and foremost, for the, the, cap, the, 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 the capabilities and the capacities of actually molding someone under my leadership. That is a great, that's a great stewardship in itself. And me being a very spiritual guy, the stewardship behind that is that I want to impart greatness into them and allow them to grow and receive greatness. This is where we are as leaders. The leaders not we've we've seen so many wrong examples of what leadership is, and we've kind of like copied and pasted that to say this is what a leader should be. Though in our hearts we often know that that's wrong, we often feel that that's wrong, but we don't stand up in it. We don't say nothing about it. We don't sure against it. Yes. What do we do? We do the obvious things. We deal with the symptoms. We won't do the work correct or we will come late to work. We do all of those things. Those are just symptoms of you being under leadership that you don't, that doesn't first and foremost care about you. And secondly, they're in it for themselves. So the biggest thing I do with leaders, I get them to feel compared, compelled about the person that they're leading, not knowing everything about them, not knowing what time they eat breakfast, not knowing all of those personal details, which we love to talk about, but the things about them that makes them leader, what, what engages with them to make them grow? What makes them happy about the job they're doing for me? How can I be a resource for them when they want to do something greater? How can I pour into them with the ability of knowing that they're just going to pour right back into us 
what we need as an organization? How can I share some of my frailties with them so they understand that it's okay when things aren't 100% with them, they can do the same. As a leader, we have the avenues to do this. I always say strategically and intentionally because leadership is intentional. You're intentionally developing those that's under you. You're intentionally pouring into those that are doing things for you. Because in the long run, you want them to grow and feel good about themselves, but you also want that productivity, that profitability, that bottom line that's going to keep enhancing the opportunities that you have. And when we realize this as leaders and we take this stewardship more seriously uh, with those that we lead, then we'll understand that vulnerability is the key soft skill to building it out. You know, I love that you bring up the fact of the things we love to talk about, right? <laughs> Cause there's a lot, uh, especially in leadership, uh, yes. a lot of folks, uh, kind of define leadership and their ability to mm -hmm. speak of a certain matter at a certain level and educational background. <laughs> and, you know, they make it so eloquent that you mm -hmm. lose the meaning. Right. Yes. And so, uh, you know, leaders tend to do that. Um, some leaders think, their vulnerability is being an open book, right? And there is such a thing as too much sharing oh, yeah. um, in terms of when it, it is not appropriate. When it is not appropriate, there may be a time where you are oversharing, but there is this thing that we love to talk too much. Um, but what's the difference between vulnerability um, and talking or sharing too much? Um. I, I, I could put it in this two simplistic ways where you go A and B. All right. Uh, vulnerability and showing vulnerability empowers. It builds up. It creates growth. It opens up the environment for safety. It's really what invulnerability is induced to be about. Oftentimes we change the narrative on that based upon how we feel about someone doing that. That's really where the nuances come with where I don't want to be vulnerable and it's, it's exposure and it's harmful. It's harmful based upon it's really on the receiver and the giver. Vulnerability has two stages. I can be a giver of vulnerability or I can receive the vulnerability from someone else. And we oftentimes put all of our experiences on the reception. So therein lies bars us or creates in us a wall of being a giver of the vulnerability. I'm not going to give nobody my vulnerability. But the problem is that in essence of not giving that, you don't create an environment for yourself to grow and move. You stay in a box of which someone else has created and kept you in padlock. So when you talk about the difference between that and sharing, I put it in these two points. Vulnerability builds over sharing hurts and destroys. And this is why I always use strategically and intensely. These are two words that I found in my that my uh, founded my consulting business on. When you're doing vulnerability, it has to be strategically, meaning I'm building in my sharing. What my sharing will do will give you an opportunity for you to have a safe space to share, but it also give you an opportunity to see that there are things that's not above me. I'm not above you because my name is on the door. I put my pants on the same way that you do. I ups and downs the same way that you do. Because a lot of times in leadership, we think we're better than. <laughs> we're elevated above and that's not how leadership is leadership is service you are a servant that's really what you are <laughs> you're a servant i know people in leadership hate to hear me say that but that's what it is but oversharing tears down the best way you know if you overshare it is how you feel after it's done that's if you have a conscience 
if you share something and you feel wrong about what you've shared, you've overshared. That's the best way that I can put it in a place where everyone can grab it. Because once you overshare, there's a dynamic there that brings about uncomfortability away from you. When you overshare, people don't want to be involved with you. You bring yourself to be a nuance or a nuisance to those who really probably helped you out in the situation, but you didn't strategically and you didn't intentionally share it. I share, and I'll give you this example as a leader. I coached a, a executive and um, I gave him an, um, an example. And I told him, I say, okay, you're the executive of the company. You have your name on the placard. It's your company. You come in, you're on your way to work and you have someone almost run you off the road. Now, bear in mind, there's a lot of emotions going on with that. We've sat in traffic. I can paint this picture for everyone who's listening. And there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of mad. There's a lot of swearing. If you do that, there's a lot of whole things going on in the car as you ride to work. Now, you're carrying all of this into your place of employment or that you own, right? You come in, you slam the door of the receptionist. You go past her. You don't say anything. You go in and slam your door. Okay, nine times out of 10, the receptionist area is also open up to where you can see employees as well. So now you set a whole dynamic in the office that you own or you run or you're in charge of and everybody there is on pins and needles, right? So I get it, I laid this out for this executive. He's like, yeah, yeah, because I see this and he was riding along with it, he's riding along with it. I say, okay, so now we're going to change and we're going to do a U-turn. How about if all that happened, you sat in the car in the parking lot and you took a deep breath? You gave yourself a couple of minutes and then you came into the office. You came into the office, you addressed the secretary, you let her know, I need a minute. Such and such happened on the way to work and I just need to take a breather before I take calls or I take people or I see others. Go in your office, sit down, sit with a moment. You may even share a little bit more in the details with your receptionist, what truly happened. At that point in time, what you've created in the office, first and foremost, the productivity hasn't stopped. It has installed. No one has heard you come in with that attitude. No one has paid attention to the door slamming. They're still creating that what you need them to do. Secondly, you've given that receptionist an opportunity to say, when I'm not doing great, my boss will let me say the things that I need to say to get off my chest. You bring in a connection there and a humaneness to what you're doing. And not only that, you're giving them an opportunity to say, this is what happens when he comes in like that. He's going to take a breather. I'm not going to get the brunt of it. I'm not going to get the wrath of the conversation or the mishap. And when I showed that with him, and he was like, wow, I never heard of anything like that. It's just the self-awareness that we take upon is really the difference between the vulnerability and the too much sharing. That is the key to us understanding that with the power we have as leaders, how we can develop those we lead. You know, that's a powerful example of a healthy relationship uh, with vulnerability. And I, I'm sure you have many other ones and I'll give you an opportunity to share some more, um, yeah. but it truly is revolved around as a leader, what relationship you have with a matter, right? In this case, we're talking about vulnerability and, and I love how you painted that where you give yourself room and then you give room to others and then you give room to whoever coming after that because you've already reset yourself. So how can leaders or, or leadership um, develop a healthy relationship with vulnerability similar to the one you just shared? Uh, it has to be, it, the self-awareness is really the key to that, Enrique, 
understanding who you are. See, a lot of leaders don't understand who they are. And it's sad to say, but it's also truth to say. And the acknowledgement is great. It's almost like those that go to the 12-step meetings or those that have issues. You have to acknowledge that. Without the acknowledgement, there can be no progress. So first and foremost, I have to understand, what kind of leader am I? Let's evaluate it. Let's take the steps. Am I patient? Am I tolerant? Am I understanding? These are soft skills that are necessary for a leader. It's not all about how many Excel reports you can give me. <laughs> it's not about how many deadlines I can meet, right? Because people want to do business with people, which is definitely true. But what kind of person are you to do business with? What kind of person are you to be as a leader? And when we have this self-awareness of, I evaluate myself every day. I evaluate situations. I evaluate who I come in contact with. How was my relationship with them? Was I standoffish? Was I put offish? Was I forceful? Did I give them an opportunity to tell me the things that they needed to say? Was I patient in hearing? Was I just demanding? I, I carry myself through those checklists every day. And I do that to be a better person because the better person will evolve into the better leader. And the better leader will evolve into a greater leader. And these are the things that have. So that's how I build my relationship with vulnerability. Take it slow. Be self-aware of how you are. Take, uh, take mental notes of how you interact. These are small ways that we can adjust without anyone knowing that we are. It doesn't take a big, it doesn't take a big whiteboard for you to put everything up there and say, this is what I'm changing. All it does is take you on the inner to change the outer. How is my ability to communicate? How am I being respectful? Did I really listen to what they said or did I wait for my turn to speak? Did I take in how they were feeling on their way, on their way into work? Did I take in the situation they just described to me? Or was I looking for an opportunity to dump more on them? These are the things I one way that I really tell leaders to do. The first thing you could do when someone says, how is your day? Or you ask someone, how, how are you doing? How's it going? Listen. Because that's a, <laughs> that's a passing fade now. I say, hey, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing fine. Everybody keep going. I ask people when they tell me that I shake them. I shake, I shake them up. I shake them up. Say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. And I say, oh, how are you really doing? I catch their attention because then I'm letting you know that I want to hear the truth. Don't, don't tell me the, the, the cereal box answer. I want to hear the truth. How are you doing? And a lot of times we don't do that. Why? Because, you know, people crown your shoulders. You never know what help you could be to people, man. I, I do that on a personal level. I mean, leadership is what I trinkle into. Personal is who I am. So that that's that's how you build your relationship with vulnerability. Now you mentioned something that I love uh, and, and I've always been a proponent for. Um, and that is a good a, a good person, right? Mm -hmm. When you develop the person, right? Yeah. You can actually develop that leader. And uh, it all starts at point zero, right? Ground zero, and that's the person. Um and 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 so many others. Uh, out there that cannot get to this point where they are employing, you know, awareness and a vulnerability and authenticity, which to me is the trifecta, right. Of, of development of, of a person into a leader. Um, and they are having struggles, you know, trying to, trying to find their way into those three things. But as we talk in vulnerability, um, what's the best advice? What's your best advice to those that are struggling with being vulnerable? Uh, give yourself grace. 
give yourself grace. I go by, I go by a process, which is acronyms, which is life, right? Leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. Uh, when you allow vulnerability to be a tool for you to use, you develop those things of life. And the best advice I can give you that you're struggling with that, be okay. Be, uh, I know they said, and it's, it's a slogan. It's kind of like a, a cliche, so to speak, but it's so very true. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Take yourself out of places that you sat for such a long period of time and got comfortable in. There's no growth in comfortability. There isn't. I don't care what it is. Anyone that has done anything that have meant anything, that have made progress in anything, that has developed themselves anything, that has sought to grow, came out of their comfort zone. Comfort zone is a shell. Comfort zone is what I call a turtle. Turtle has a comfort zone. When the turtle don't want to walk, put his arms in there, hard shell, you can't get to it. Also, it can't come out. So there's two points, there's two sides to that coin. So when you want to be vulnerable and you're struggling with being vulnerable, start small. Find a group, find someone you can confide in, find someone that you can share experiences with, find the ones that have experiences such as yourself that you're comfortable about talking to. Because yes, it can be, it can give you harm and danger. I think that's really why Merriam-Webster denoted those two definitions uh, caused the exposure to harm and danger there because there's a potential there. But you also know that there's a potential for getting hit walking across the street. Did you know there's a potential for getting a car accident on your way to work? Did you know there's a potential for a plane crash that wants you on a flight? Yeah, it's a car. Those sounds pretty dramatic. Yes, they are. But there's potential in that. But there's also what's on the other side. You make it to your flight. You make it to work. You don't get in an accident. Those are greater than those potentials. So I use vulnerability the same way. Yes, you're going to get hurt. Someone's going to take advantage of you. They do that now. You can't even protect yourself from cyber alerts. Uh, people, people get into your accounts. All of these things. So those are going to happen. Risks are there. But risk equals reward. And if you're not taking those risks, what reward are you taking? There may be a life you can save by just sharing something that happened to you. There may be someone's trajectory you can change because they saw you overcome something that was traumatic in your life. These are the true reasons that we're here. Not to vote Democrat or Republican, not to worry about the skin color, but we're here to help one another overcome. And that's really what it's all about. And I love that the uh, you know, I was thinking the that vulnerability is a door. Yes. The problem is not having the door. <laughs> and the problem is not let letting people in. That's it. The problem is that you don't screen who you let in. That's it. And then it. and then you can let anybody, you know, you talk about vulnerability, that it's a big word in IT, mm -hmm. uh vulnerability assessment and yes. war. There's vulnerability assessments in almost every organization or every arena that we can think of. And it's not, it's, you know, like I said, it's not, the problem is not having the doors, not screening who comes in, uh, where we, where we see most of the uh, struggle, uh, and Carl, man, we, we've had a, such a great conversation around this. Absolutely, I man. appreciate your insight into vulnerability and how you can harness that and make it work for you. Mm -hmm. uh, if, there are some people that are going to be listening to this uh, and want to get a hold of you for either uh, doing an episode or getting your services or having you speak. So how can they do that? 
Yes, you could reach me at CarlSeanWatkins.com. That's all together. I have everything on there from uh, uh, articles, speaking, blog. Everything on there is catered around vulnerability and leadership. And they go hand in hand to me. It's the authentic me. So I do speaking engagements as well. I do facilitate trainings and workshops. Uh, I have a couple of live shows that I do on uh, LinkedIn as well. Three to be exact. I have a credible vulnerability moments where we just talk about vulnerability, how it affects and how it affects effects and affects different ones and how you're able to do that and struggle through it and get through the struggles of it. So you can see me on LinkedIn, Crosshawn Watkins, the same. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and the same moniker, Crosshawn Watkins. You can definitely look me up uh, there on either one of those and uh, join in, read some of my work, read some of my progress, read some of the things that I'm writing. I also have a course that'll be live November, the first Monday in November, I think the first, second on November 1st. It's called Vulnerability, the True Superpower. So it's a course with a few modules in there. So we're doing the end. The book is coming as well. I'm working with a with a ghostwriter uh, right now. So we're going to be talking about that vulnerability and leadership. So look out, Brene. I'm coming. <laughs> Outstanding. Well, folks, we're going to have that as part of the show notes and the video so you can get a hold of Carl. Uh, it's been my pleasure to host you, you today, well, brother, you uh, as well. we go down this role of vulnerability. And, and folks, don't be afraid or apprehensive. Just know how to employ it and when. Uh, but get familiar with it. Uh, it will bring a, a an element of superpower to you that you did not tap into before. Yes. I want to make sure that everybody knows that today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. And we're always looking for new ideas and guests that can add to our show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want to sponsor our show, we love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode where we dissect leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success to you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.